Welcome back to another episode of 180 Degrees. It is me, Zoe George. Me, Amarain Bice. And me, Inga Stoffels. What is that that we hear? Inga Stoffels is back. So happy to have her in the studio. I say having met her today. The crowd is going wild. It's so nice to be back. So nice to be back, guys. It's good to have you in the studio. Right? It's so much fun. Inga was just, well, you know, raising her child. (laughs) And now she's here with us. We are so excited. I cannot even begin to just express how happy I am that it's a full house. Yeah, it's so fun. We're gonna have so much fun today here, you guys. You are currently tuned into 180 degrees on 7:9 a.m. It is seven o'clock, and we have such a fun-packed show for you guys. We have a what's down in Cape Town, and it's actually very fun, very updated. You might have to go for this week's one, what's down in Cape Town. I would like to. We have a groovy movie that's especially groovy and very recent. And then our interview, we have Lillian Mukidi, and she's going to be speaking to us about her efforts with the community. And it's just, it's not something you guys want to miss. After that, we have a happy health tip and a Bible quiz that's especially quizzy. But Amarain, what did you do this weekend? Well, um, it was my first weekend off in more than a month. Wow. Like between blocks of studying. So I literally just rested. I watched some TV and I slept and it was glorious. Oh my goodness. And Inga? I feel like this was like an off weekend for most of us because myself and my husband, we did the exact same thing. It was the first weekend. We had no commitment. Off weekend for you, glorious weekend for the rest (laughs) of us. It was just like... Okay, well, our daughter is there, so uh, but um, his mom came around and we just had had a relaxing time and we enjoyed... We enjoyed it. We made a pochi as well. Ooh. So that was fun. He tried a new recipe and it was successful. Ooh. I'm so glad because I was like, I'm not, I didn't cook anything. I have my heart set on this pochi. So <laughs> <laughs> but it was good. It was good. Zoe, so how was your weekend? My weekend was actually just filled with studies. Like, Oof. it was, that's pretty much all I did. I didn't, I don't think I went out. I think I just looked at my books all week. Wait, actually, no. I went to the aquarium. <gasps> yes, your birthday yes. aquarium trip. Yes, how could I forget? It was so much fun. The I, pictures yeah, I had, were beautiful. Yeah, the amazing. pictures were nice. <laughs> Thanks for the invite, Zoe. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> in studio. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It was it was a lot of fun. We must go next time at another time when we have discounts and everything. <laughs> Cape Town. Cape Town. Cape Town. Cape Town. What's down in Cape Town? Cape Town. Where would I be without you indeed by Citizen Way? I was really jamming to that song, guys. It is an absolute bop. I it wish you guys could see Zoe in studio. <laughs> <laughs> soon, soon we will go on Facebook Live. Yes, so if you guys want to watch our Facebook Live, please log on to our Facebook page, 729K Pulpit, also in Afrikaans, Cops Council. We will be going on live at about quarter to 20 past seven. You guys don't want to miss it. And remember that Facebook Live is saved to the page, so if you want to watch it later... You can. Indeed. So, this week it is me doing the what's down in Cape Town. Mm -hmm. I am terrified, so please be kind, everybody. (laughs) So, the first what's down in Cape Town is yoga at the aquarium. The Two Oceans Aquarium has introduced a unique winter experience called Yoga at the Aquarium, a series of yoga classes happening in front of the aquarium's mesmerizing large-scale INJ ocean exhibit every Monday evening until the end of June. Fortunately, you guys have missed this Monday's birth. There are still three left. Once visitors have left for the day, the Two Oceans Aquarium transforms into a tranquil space 
where soft lighting and flowing water mimic the peace and quiet of the underwater world. The yoga at the aquarium evenings are set to deliver maximum relaxation and rejuvenation. The classes are designed for people of all body types and suitable for people aged 16 and up with minimal to intermediate yoga experiences. Experience. Classes are limited to 40 people per class. Um, You must bring your own yoga mat and towel. The venue is the Two Oceans Aquarium, Dock Road, Victoria and Alfred Waterfront, Cape Town. And the classes are from 6.30 till 7.30 and arrive at 6 o'clock. It's 220 rand per per class and the aquarium discount does apply. You can book tickets at Quicket. The next what down in Cape Town is the winter symphony season. The Cape Town Philharmonic Orchestra presents its winter cyber symphony season, a series of live concerts filmed at City Hall. They host two shows this month, on the 10th of June and on the 30th of June. On the 10th of June, it's the... Beethoven Piano Concerto Number no. Three and Mozart Symphony Number no. Forty, conducted by Bernard Geller with soloist Meg- Megan Joffrey Prince. And on the 30th of June, it's the Beethoven Symphony Number no. Four and Brahms Piano Concerto Number no. One, conducted by Bernard Geller again with piano soloist Francois de Doy. Tickets are on sale for the live show as well as the dress rehearsals. The dress rehearsals are at 1 p.m. and the performance at 6. Tickets are 100 Rand for balcony-only tickets for the dress rehearsal and 120 to 160 Rand in the stalls for filming at 6 o'clock. The venue is Cape Town City Hall, Darling Street, Cape Town, CBD. And you can also get these tickets at Quicket. Wow. I don't even know what you were nervous for. Right? I was nervous for saying Beethoven in <laughs> English. Wait, what's it in Afrikaans? Beethoven. Beethoven. Like, I don't know, I guess you just say it a bit more Germany. But the English, like, I hucked on it, I knew I was going to. <laughs> and it's just, you just have to break that barrier. Next week, it'll be a bit better again. <laughs> yes. Visit our website now, www.imymovements.co.za. But I'm so excited to introduce this week's interview. Here in studio, we currently have Mrs. Lillian Mukidi, who is an influential woman. She's the owner of Umoja Sewing and Beading and other services. This is an NPO that aims to empower women in her community with the ability to sustain themselves and provide for them families. They learn valuable skills like sewing and seamstress work. And over 500 women have had their lives very positively positively affected. I'm so excited to have her in studio. I think I'm <laughs> running over my words. I'm just, how are you doing this evening, ma'am? Well, I'm good. Thank you. I just want to say thank you for having me. No, yes. thank you for being here. It is such a pleasure to have you in studio. Yeah. I would just like to ask you, how did Umoja Sewings come to be? Sure. It's a long story. Yeah, Umoja started in 2002. Actually, I would say 2000, but officially 2002. It was out of desperation, unemployment, and the fight against poverty. Mm. So, you know, as if you can look at the history of Africa, Africa has a history and culture where women were kept in the back seat. So true. When it comes to development, while men are elevated to position and power. But unfortunately, this led to literacy, illiteracy, I mean, amongst women, lack of skills, poverty, and other factors. Mm. So by looking at that, look at how women are so, you, you try to educate yourself 
but it will dif be difficult for you to get a position. They will prefer, but I'm talking about our times. Yes. Eh? My age. <laughs> <laughs> eh? They will prefer to employ a man than having you as a woman. But also, being a, a foreigner in South Africa, it was difficult for me to integrate. So I looked around and said, that, what can I do first to sustain myself? Mm. And how can I help and develop other women? So I started to start thinking, I said, no, I have to do something. And I created a platform where women were coming together and share their skills. And what we call Umoja, Umoja is a Swahili name, which means unity. Unity. So women from different backgrounds, you come with what you know as a skills and you share with others. We're a group of six sharing the skills. My background, I'm... Um, graduating at business and administration, but I had to learn and sew from other women. Mm. And from that, I start training others. So I cannot just keep that. The little I learn, I, I, I just learn, let me pass it on. As I was passing on, we started with few people, and people were interested, and people start coming and coming and coming, and we end up having hundreds 200, 500, and each and every year we, we train about 100 women per year. So since 2002, can you imagine how many women? Yeah, that's I amazing. That. Yeah, but that's a lot. That's a lot. We're, we're none of us are mathematicians, but we know <laughs> that's a big number. That's a big number. It's almost 20 years. Mm. That's oh, almost true. 20 years of training women wow. every year. Yeah. I'd like to ask, what is the vision, mission, and objectives of um, Umoja sewing. Our vision is to empower all disadvantaged women. I think mm. We target the disadvantaged women, women who, can, who can't afford to go to school. All disadvantaged women from different backgrounds through training, skills transfer, and income generating activities. And our mission is to bring women from different backgrounds and create a sense of unity. Mm. So through our objective, I think that's where it explains our vision and mission. Our objective, as I say, we, we have training, we have care and support, we have income generating. And so through training, so far we train women in sewing and bidding. And now we're trying to upgrade with doing fashion and design. Mm. So I think we now, we're having now young people who complete metric and they, they're still waiting to go to university. They want to learn a skill. I, I have now, I think, this year, three, three young women who just complete metric last year. And before they go to university, they say, no, we want to learn a skill. So mm. it's just become more and more excited. Yeah. So through our training, we also introduced the catering because we have a coffee shop. We're training some women into barristers. So it's just a mix of yeah different skills, but the most popular is the sewing, the fashion and design and sewing. Mm -hmm. And our current support, we focus uh, our focus to support women who are facing different situations, such death, illness, and other desperate situations. There are women, I think, we find themselves, especially foreigners, they don't have families mm -hmm. where to go, and in certain situations, they rely to 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 someone, yeah. your neighbor. And as a Christian and as a mother, I became a mother in Cape Town for many people. When someone is in difficult, uh, 
difficult situation, I will stand up as a mother and encourage others. How can we support? So we don't have any funding on that, but we create, we put money together to support other yeah. women. Yeah. Sometimes with grocery, sometimes with baby clothes, it depends on what we can do. And our income generating, that's where we raise our fund. So through our sewing uh, program, we have a training program and a production. So uh, I work like a crazy woman. <laughs> so I source clients. Yeah, We do bulk, uh, like a CMT. People come and place orders. We produce for this. I used to train women to come and and do the job and get something. So I don't employ them. I say, this is your job. What I do, I just invite them. Yeah. I say, here's the platform. I have 500 garments to make. <laughs> How many can you make? So each and every one, they will make according to what, and they get paid for what they mm. they make. Start, they are starting their own business in uh, in and through Umoja. So mm. basically, that's our objective. Yeah, and that's absolutely wonderful because you know um, there are so many single women in South Africa who are struggling yes. with jobs and security for their children. So to yeah. give them this kind of platform is absolutely mm. amazing. And I. Oh no, you go. It's your first time in studio. <laughs> so I was going to say it's absolutely a phenomenal thing that you're doing because sometimes there are many ladies that don't even know where to start and don't even know what can I do first. I don't have that support, maybe mm. family, friends. I don't have that and no one is directing me or guiding me. So I think that's an amazing part of this, what you are doing. And I wanted to ask, like, in running an NPO, what is the most satisfying you know part for you in running the npo sure <laughs> the most thing is, is changing lives mm. Mm. seeing people's life change because most of the time you'll see uh, someone who come desperate with no hope then after a month she will smile because she learned something and after a few months you introduce her to production. She can earn something, bring braids in, uh, put yeah. braids on her table. Yeah. So that's that aspect of just changing, like put a smile on someone's face. Mm. That makes me happy, and that's that's what I think. For me, running an NPO is not about money. It's about seeing people smile. That is so amazing. Wonderful. Everything you said just really reminded me of. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Ubuntu. Yes. And even though like you are from Congo and Ubuntu is considered to be a South African philosophy, it's just so beautiful how it manifests in many different, not just Africans, but people. Mm. Like we all feel the I am because you are sentiment mm. and you are helping these women. You are and you get joy from it. And that's the best part. Like you're not doing this for any other alternative other than to help, to genuinely help these women. And then that genuine help that you do satisfies you. That's just very, very beautiful. I would like to ask if anyone else would like to also help other people, how can they participate in this NPO? Um, we would like people to, to join us. Okay. You know, one thing we can't offer is a salary. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, in NPO, unless we get a big 
donor who can provide salaries, but we need volunteers who can mm-hmm. come with skills. And I would like to bring these skills to this organization and we'll, we'll give the platform to that. And we want people to to join us in partnership. Uh, we work in partnership with other organizations, uh, like yeah, there is AEDC in Guguletu, MCSJ in Kailicha, and other churches, Grace Alegre's Church, and there's so many organizations we partner with. And what we do, we once they have a need, we can go to them or either they come to us. Like the AEDC is a platform of women where they normally get fund for uh, to train other women but they don't n- know where to send them so when they find us they will get those funds support those women send them to us and pay for them and we train them and in in return we help them to set up also a center so they also start this uh, another center in uh, Lansdowne so that's what we start now expanding by being in partnership with other organizations. So we don't just need money, what we want people to give ideas. But mm-hmm. although, of course, we need yeah, support financially, especially the overhead of our, think our project, we need to pay rent, we need, there's mm-hmm. a lot, a lot of uh, costs involved. But if someone can say, no, I would like to donate this, or I would like to support one person, because we don't, also train for free. People contribute because if you contribute 100 rand or 200 rand, so you will be committed to attend the classes. Yeah. We, so much often, so if we give a free course, people don't come. I've done that before. I started by giving free course where you offer free course and people don't just pitch. They don't just come, mm-hmm. but you start begging them. But when they pay something, so it's pushing them to say, okay, no, let me yeah, because I spend my under trend. I want to see this under trend where it's going. Yeah. So if we can have people, uh, people can support like such people. Our door is always full. Uh, people want to train, and our capacity is becoming small. So we crying to everyone, companies, organizations, uh, government, anyone would like to contribute to expand in uh, and. Uh, to contribute into this, the, to the expansion of this project, I think that would be amazing. We're ready to train more and more and more people. I just read today on the news the 32% uh, unemployment rate, mm. which is a third, almost yeah. Yeah, a third mm, yeah, yeah. Of, of, the, of the population. So these people, maybe they were. They were they will just stick in the company doing something. They don't even have a skill to start their own business. But now, what is amazing, I'm even having professors of university coming and study at our, at our center. That is so amazing. Yeah. We just trained one, just graduate. She's now a doctor, but she was trained by us in sewing. And uh, this term, is a professor of UCT who also come and join. I said, no, I want to learn a skill because I can be a professor, but after this, then what? Mm. I need to have a skill where I can do something for my own. So I was just like, wow. I started small, not even thinking of that, but now I see where it's going. So it's not only for disadvantage, as you said, 
but it's for every woman or every person who needs skills to add the skills in what you, you have already. Yeah, you spoke a bit about the challenges you guys have been facing. Could you speak a bit more about how COVID-19 has affected the NGO? Sure, COVID-19 last year. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, when COVID started, it was so difficult. The first week for me, it was only the first week was difficult for me because I just look at first myself and look at what are the women going to do then I think it came into two levels, good and bad, as I'll say. The first, let me just talk about the good thing about COVID mm. for, for us. Mm. <laughs> because after a week, I was just yeah, sitting in the house and thinking of what, yeah, because we don't have any income, because I don't have a salary. I live of whatever comes in. And I said, what are we going to do now? And then I went when, on the news, and I saw they said, no, there's, essential services and there is need of masks we need to distribute masks to community and they gave us yeah they, so we need to produce reusable masks then they said, wow i have 22 machines so i can't just let this machine be in a lockdown yes <laughs> i stood up just went on my my laptop sent emails to all the people on my uh, my profile said, please, we're making masks. You can order from us and we will deliver. We started, and people start placing order at a low, low cost so that everyone at least can have a mask yeah. Yeah. and protect themselves. So we, start, we started producing masks and organizations start coming. The UNHCR said, no, oh, we saw you producing masks. Can you make 10,000 masks for the community? Wow. And we said, can you make 15 masks? And we were busy like Gracie. We were everywhere distributing masks during lockdown. We were everywhere they, in there. We were going door to door distributing masks. But yeah, eventually, I got COVID. Oh. Yeah. Yes, because we were exposed and we were out there. And mm. so that was terrible. And for almost... Even now, I think I'm still feeling those mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, symptoms. They, I they think. say a lot yeah, of people yeah. still feel the effects but, afterwards. But the, the bad thing, thing it was so horrible. I did not know what is it. I thought maybe it was flu. Then it, I lost my appetite, done my test. Then I was weak. I could not eat. And so I went for a test and I was positive. So eh, I have to isolate myself with my room. Yeah, couldn't come out, but my husband also was serving me, also got it. But for him, it was so bad, then he ended up in the hospital, so worried about him, but we all survived it. So, mm. yeah, what a blessing to have made it out of that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So you know, that. out of what you said, you know, the first, the thing that stood out for me with the masks was when you said you charged it at a low price just so that people could be safe. And that's, lots of people saw it as, oh, I can make money here, I'm going to charge it sky high. Mm. But you said you were doing it just so that everyone could have a mask and they could be safe. And mm. I think that is what sets you guys apart. And I also would like to know, what do you wish more people knew about the work that you do? Um, I wish that people 
people see that we impact, we giving an impact in the community and bring more support. Yeah. Because so far people, maybe some people, they think they look when they pass by our office, they think maybe it's a business. Never been a business. Yeah. We've been there for people. Yeah. So if people can just uh, come in and ask questions and see what we're doing, visit because it's a community project. And then it's open for anyone to come in and see and ask questions. What are you doing? And how do you do your books? And we can explain everything, but we need support. We mm-hmm. need people to help so that we can reach and help. We want to expand, not just Cape Town. We want to go to Eastern Cape. We mm-hmm. want to go to Jobe. We want to go in Africa, Zambia, Nigeria, everywhere. Mm-hmm. We want us to go because it's not only about Cape Town. It's not only about, but we, it's all about Africa. As I started, because Africa needs a skill, especially yes. women. Mm-hmm. We need to train women for them to stand them for themselves. Yes. yes. Which is an incredibly noble pursuit. Thank you very much for your hard work. Yes. Mm. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. I really feel very blessed by everything you've said and the work that you do for the mm. community. Mm. I'd, I'd just like to thank you again, not just for being here on the show, but also just for doing that, for yeah. standing up for these women and giving them mm. new skills and the ability to sustain themselves, to learn new things and just, like I've said three times, just caring for the community. Mm. That cannot be understated. Mm. Yeah. Thank you. Is there any way the audience can follow you on any social media, like Instagram handles, a website, a Facebook page? Yes, of course, we do have website. It's www.umojaforafrica.com. And Instagram, it's if I may remember. <laughs> <laughs> because our media lady, she uh, she knows everything, and you can find us also on Facebook, Omoja for Africa. Just click Omoja for Africa. You will find, you will see us and all the events we're doing. Especially right now, we were busy. Uh, thank God, the National Lottery Commission they sponsor us with wow. a fund to make two thousand parcels, uh, our uh, food parcels. So I was busy, Ew, busy. Yeah. We had to organize it. We need, need to do the packaging and distribution. I did the last distribution on Thursday. Wow. So everywhere, we wanted each community to get at least something. So we started from Brooklyn. We went to Kailicha. We went to Nyanga. We went to Filippi. We went to Guguletu. So we were all around. Uh, kept there, uh, kept on, so that everyone can get hundreds or two hundred. Everyone can have something and say that uh, this, yeah, at least this community did receive something. Yes. And I was so blessed to do that. that yeah. Mm. Wow, that was amazing. Thank you so much. Let's head on into the mystery Bible quiz. One eighty degrees on I am Youth Movement. One eighty degrees on Radio Cape Pulpit, seven to nine a.m. And things are about to get quizzy over here. We have a question for you guys, as is 
what happens in the mystery bible quiz it's pretty self-explanatory if you ask me but sometimes i need that extra hint so this (laughs) week's mystery bible quiz goes as follows who were the three disciples who saw the holy transfiguration of jesus there are various actually accounts in the bible i saw like four different places where this answer is found i'm going to give you three matthew 17 verses 1 to 2 mark 9 verse 1 luke 9 verses 28 to 29 and then somewhere in second peter i couldn't remember to put it in but those are enough bible verses to check out like you want to give the answer (laughs) i'm actually really trying not to you can send us the afrikaans or the english version whichever one you are comfortable with and please send that to whatsapp 081-729-1657 or alternatively whatsapp us at 37 sms us at 379 We would love to hear from you. Follow us on Facebook today. I am radio. But let me quickly give you guys uh, the answer to this week's Bible quiz as we take a break from hating on the heat. (laughs) So So for those of you guys who guessed it, it was indeed. Let me just give you the question actually first before I just give you a random answer. That's not how tests work. So the question was, who were the three disciples who saw the Holy Transfiguration? And the answer, which is found in Matthew 17, 1 to 2, Mark 9, verse 1, Luke 9, verses 28 to 29, is Peter, John, and James. The Afrikaans names, I believe, Amadeen can tell us. Yeah, I was going to say, go for it, Zoe. Oh, yeah, yeah, wait, no, I, yeah, I'm not going to do it now. Zoe, come on. Hoy, okay, hoy. Um, Peter, <laughs> Jan, Jan. <laughs> Um, Hans, oh. James, wait, Jacobus. Oh, we had a whole discussion about I'm this. unsure where John came from. Yeah, I just, I've met an Afrikaans guy named John, and I just assumed that's the, that's John, an Afrikaans. She got the most difficult one right, yeah. and then the most, the easiest <laughs> ones wrong. Did you, did you say Peter as well, instead this of? Is not Peter. Pietrus. <laughs> oh. Let me just <laughs> double check myself, but I'm pretty sure this, yeah, it's Pietrus. Oh, when Amarin starts that, is Peter then a more no- like new version of Pietrus? I think so. Huh. Okay. Watch me just come back when we come <laughs> off to something and be like, no, say, no, never mind. While they busy debating <laughs> that, let's go off into the happy health tip. Health tips. How to be happy in your health. It's not just about being healthy, it's about being happy. Should be quite interesting. Chocolates are the true source of happiness. Uh, do you know I've missed that? Chocolates are the true source of happiness. I've missed that saying. I'm oh. sure you've been indulging because you look extra happy today. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that sleep. But okay, so welcome to the Happy Health Tip. Tonight I'll be giving you eight tips for health Ooh. and happiness. Ooh. Okay, so number one, follow a healthy nutrition and diet plan. Now, this is not just to get thin or to get skinny. A health plan and a good diet plan is good for you inside and outside. So, it says experts on healthcare advise people to provide their body with quality fuel to function properly. Eat foods that are healthy, high in important nutrients and free from chemicals. Hmm. Number two, Zoe. Get enough rest. 
That was a I bit like pointed. All of us actually get enough rest. Mm. Where I brought my Gucci under eye bags. <laughs> if possible, get the right amount of sleep without interruptions. It refuels your body and it heals your nervous system. Oh, okay. Didn't know that. Mm. Number three, focus on the present. So this is more of a, you know, mental health happiness. Focus on the present. Avoid feelings of worry or regrets from past mistakes. This will stress your body out. Instead, appreciate the gifts that are offered to you at this moment. Mm. Continue what you have started and stick to it this time. That one is especially important mm-hmm. after an exam that you might have gotten. Ooh, I know that's Questions right. very badly wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, exercise body and mind. Your body needs movement and action. Moving will burn your excess fat and calories. You need mental stimulation to keep your mind sharp and sound. You know, I actually enjoy like riddles and stuff. And I feel like we should kind of do something like that. Yeah, you know, bring a couple of riddles, riddles into the show. Make me think of it, you know. Make the people think of it. Exercise the minds. Hmm. Number five, keep yourself surrounded by a good support system like your family and friends. Achieving your diet and fitness goals will be easier if there are people who care, love, appreciate and support you. Number six. Oh, I have no problem with this one. <laughs> Laugh often. Some studies show that laughing is significant in keeping people healthy and helps them heal quicker when sick. Hmm. So that's what they mean when they say laughter is the best medicine. Wow. Hmm. Number seven. Go to a comedy show. <laughs> I came in a bit late for that one. Like, My brain was like, what's the word like, for that? After I was like, number seven. Go to a comedy show. <laughs> <laughs> number seven. Your thoughts should always stay positive to look and feel great. As simple as that. And the last one. Learn to handle your emotions. Stifled emotions can affect your life. It can also cause a poor appetite. Your emotional energy should stay positive. I know it's not easy, but it is one of the most important ones, learning how to manage your emotions and not suppressing them and trying to hide them because that will come out somewhere else, like Mm -hmm. as in a loss of appetite. You will look like this, you will feel like this, and then it just goes off into something bigger. And what's the word? Snowballs. Yeah, snowballs. Go see a counselor if you need to. Go see a therapist if you need to, like... Mm. Look after your mental health, guys. It's difficult to get that back once lost. Exactly. Don't ever be ashamed of needing to seek help for it. Your brain is literally an organ. Mm. No one feels ashamed when they've got stomach issues. So why should you feel ashamed if you have to fix your mental health? And they're doctors for a reason. Exactly. It's a legitimate health issue that you should look after. And it just seems like we are currently at the bottom of the hour. I don't believe it. I just want to interject here for any Afrikaans people who I might have made spiral. That is Beatrice. I've spent too much time around the English people. I am doubting my home language. I am ashamed of myself. There you guys have it. Straight from Amarain. It's Beatrice. Woo! <laughs> and now we can go back to concluding the show. <laughs> yes, guys, we are so excited, but we are even more excited for you guys to tune in next week. It's going to be just as much of a banger as this week's show was. If you'd like to check it out, please check it out on our podcast, which you can find on our website, kpulpit.co.za. You can find the Facebook Live on our Facebook page, which is the 79 Cops of Council slash 79 Kpulpit page. And if you have anything you'd like to tell us, WhatsApp us at 081. 